0: The epistle for this feast of the octave of Christmas is taken from St. Paul's letter to Titus. Beloved, the grace of God our Savior has appeared to all men, instructing us, in order that, rejecting ungodliness and worldly lust, we may may live temperately and justly and piously in this world, looking for the blessed hope and glorious coming of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and cleanse for himself and acceptable people, pursuing good works. Thus speak and exhort in Christ Jesus our Lord. Please stand for the Gospel. The Gospel is taken from the second chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. that time, when eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Reverend Father, dear faithful, one of the many attacks that is made today against God's established nature is the attack on the traditional roles of men and women in the family, the roles that have been given to them by our Lord himself, by by God in, in his creation of human nature. We know that God has established there to be a complementarity in the, between men and women in, the, in the, the family setting, such that he has made men precisely to take on the role of a father, uh, to, to be fathers. And he's given to women the role to be mothers. Uh, this is Embedded in nature, so obviously embedded in nature, we can see that that only women can can give birth to children, can conceive children, carry children to to term. And with that ability to give birth to children, God has, has given to women um, a special ability to nourish their own children, to to care for um, their own children. Meanwhile, the men have been given in their nature by God. The special ability and the role of being Um, fathers—they are meant to be the leaders of their family. They are meant to protect their wife and their children, and provide for their wife and their children. They are—they are meant to make the most important decisions in collaboration with their wife, of course. But they are—they are meant to make the the very important decisions as to how the family life will be run, um, how they—they will direct their family, what trajectory the family will take for the good of the family. Where will the family go to Mass? Where will the children go to school? What are going to be the rules for our home? What sort of discipline uh, must be maintained in our home? These are the sorts of decisions that that a father will make uh, that will determine, as I say, what direction the family will take, how how good the children will become, what will become of the children, what will be the ultimate results of this family unit that, that he has founded in his marriage. And if the father is supposed to make good decisions with regards to providing for the material needs of his family, obviously it is, it is all the more important for him to make de- good decisions with regards to the spiritual needs of the family. We know that in Christian marriage, in Catholic marriage, The goal of the family is not merely a natural one. It is a supernatural one. The reason why God instituted the family is for heaven to be populated, for the members of the family to all one day be reunited after the the trials of this life are over, to be reunited forever in the vision of God. This is the the, the best, the very best result that, that you must anticipate for your family. This is where all of your efforts must be directed, that you can anticipate that because of the way you're living your family life, that one day after this life is over, after all the time has passed away, 2022, 2023, however many years it takes, 100 years from now, that you will find yourselves fathers and mothers and children, all together, reunited forever in the vision of God. That is the goal. That is a supernatural goal. That is a sublime goal that that God has given you in your family and that he has given you the resources to accomplish. And for that, good decisions have to be made. Efforts have to be taken. And as I say, um, it's especially the, the role of the father to be the spiritual leader, to make those good decisions, and above all other things, to be a holy man. To be a man who is close to God. Unless a man is, is close to God, then it's obvious that he is not able to lead others to God. If you were taking on the role of, of being a basketball coach and you never played a, a game of basketball in your life, you never even seen a game played, then you, you can have no reasonable expectation that you would be capable of performing this role of, of leading the team towards winning the games, towards scoring the victory in the game. So too, when it, when it comes to this work, this most important work of leading a wife and children towards heaven, towards union with God, it is important that the man himself be close to God, that he have a spiritual life. You know, when, if, if we <clears throat> took a poll of, of parishioners in, in a church, and you say, well, what, what kind of priests do you want for, to, to, for your, your pastor and, and for your, your assistant priest. What kind of priest do you want? Do you, do you want him to be good-looking? Do, do you want him to be tall? Do you want, do you want him to be a good speaker? What, what kind of priest do you want? I would think, of hopefully, the majority of, of the people would say, well, we want, we want a priest who is holy. That's, that's the main thing that we want, because the reason why we come to church is we want to be led to God and we have no reasonable expectation that if the priest is worldly if he leads a dissatisfying life if he's if he's scandalous if he doesn't pray if he if he's got no spiritual life then he will have absolutely no ability to lead us towards heaven and that's the whole reason why we're coming to church in the first place is is for us to be led to heaven for us to attain eternal life And while the role of the priest is is obviously different from the role of a father in many respects, the the priest does not have uh, a wife and children who he must provide for. Um, Yet, at the same time, there is this very important similarity. And this is why priests are called father as well. And that is that we both have the role of leading souls to heaven. Fathers have the role of leading their wife and children towards heaven this my dear faithful is is one of the reasons why we have the Holy Name society here at, at our parish um, I remember when I when I first came here from Australia that the first um, sung mass on a holy Name Sunday now at the time we only had the, the one mass we were all together at that one sung mass where I we came around on the backside and there was all these men and and they they all processed in and um, Genuflected before the Blessed Sacrament, and then and then received the the Blessed Sacrament together and made their profession of the Holy Name pledge. And how edifying it was for me that that we have in this parish a way for the men to express publicly their faith in our Lord and their their attachment to our Lord, um, precisely because it's it's not uh, just a, a a club, but it is a means for the men to be reminded of this role, that they are meant to be spiritual leaders. This is something that, that involves the, the public forum. They are meant to be men of God in the society around them, and also, as I say, in their own home. One of the obligations of, of the members is, is this, to do all they can to induce their dependents to sanctify the Sunday. And so one of the, even one of the obligations of the members indicates to the men, this is your role. You're meant to be a spiritual leader for the souls that are entrusted to you. But what I want to emphasize today in the context of, of this enrollment in the Holy Name Society is that while it is it is a great grace to to be a member and to have this means of publicly expressing your faith, let it be for you an incentive to go even farther, to to foster your spiritual life. Let it be a means for you to grow in this appreciation of your God-given role to be that spiritual leader. You have to be convinced that the very best thing for your family, for your parish, for this parish, and for you yourself as as an individual is for you to seek to be a holy man for you to grow in your union with our Lord Jesus Christ. You know how in every parish there's, there's a range of parishioners. There, there are parishioners who are just like barely hanging on to the faith, kind of semi practicing their faith. There are parishioners who are lukewarm. They, they come on Sundays and, and so on, but they just do the bare minimum. And then there are other parishioners who, who are on fire for our Lord. There are parishioners who Who are really truly seeking every day of their life to draw closer to our Lord Jesus Christ and those those are the most valuable parishioners in in every parish they they are the spiritual backbone of a parish and this is my invitation today especially as I say to the men I I don't want to let the women off the hook Uh, you have to become holy too you you have to sanctify yourselves um, but today's is, is the enrollment into the Holy Name Society. And so I, I have this special invitation to you men today to pursue holiness, to want, especially above all, to foster what is called your interior life. The interior life. There's a, a monk, Dom Chotard, who wrote a book that, that Pius X, St. Pius X, loves so dearly, called The Soul of the Apostolate. And he speaks in this book about the fostering of your interior life. The interior life, the strength of your interior life, is the same as your level of holiness. I was able to reread this book recently on retreat. It had been many years. And basically, Dameshutard charts a course for for us to be able to expect to increase our holiness by, by focusing on our interior life. It all starts with with us making this act of faith and realizing that when we have the state of grace, we truly have our Lord dwelling within us, and our our Lord wants to be active in our life. If he's there by the state of grace, he gives us certain actual graces such that we may accomplish his will. And so the pursuit of holiness is, is really getting in touch with the presence of our Lord within us. and somehow disposing ourselves to be moved by his grace. Dom Chotard defines the interior life as follows, the state of activity of a soul which strives against its natural inclinations in order to regulate them and which endeavors to acquire the habit of judging and acting in everything according to the light of the gospel and the example of our Lord. So there's two things in this definition about how to foster your interior life. One of them is negative. In other words, something that you will try to be pushing away on a regular basis. And this is a question of custody of heart. That you you always are able to keep track. You you You're able to maintain a certain level of recollection that you're noticing where your heart is at a given moment in the day. Your natural inclinations. And when you see your natural inclinations pushing you in the wrong direction, you catch yourself and you ask our Lord to direct you away. You have a movement of anger, you have a movement of lust, you have a movement of impatience, of annoyance, of selfishness, of laziness, whatever it may be. These natural inclinations that, that if we are honest, these these things, we're we're feeling these things all throughout our day every single day of our life. And as I say, if we can keep watch, if we can somehow keep track of what's going on in our hearts, and then when we, when we say, okay, I'm having this movement in our heart, it's not good. It's, it's pushing me, my natural inclination, or the devil, or whatever, it's pushing me away from God. It's pushing me towards sin. For us to somehow catch ourselves and say to our Lord, Lord, redirect my heart take it in a different direction towards you and in away in a from these sins which I'm inclined to perform. That's the one side of what's called the interior life, where you're always keeping watch over your heart. Even if you just ca- accomplish this like 60% of the time, even 40% of the time, where, where you're able to catch yourself and say, oh, this is this is not good. My, my heart's going in the wrong direction. Lord, take over know, redirect my heart. What, a, what an incredible thing it would be. You would grow in holiness. Then the positive side is the judging and acting in the way that God wants, where, where we're living our life is truly a Catholic who wants to pursue holiness, and, and we we're, we're have the habit um, to, to say to ourselves, what does our Lord want of me in this situation? What should I be doing? I have the knowledge of the faith. Let's put it in practice. I have the, the state of grace. I have our Lord dwelling within me. Let's have him direct me in this particular situation. Lord, what should I do? You know, this is this is what uh, St. Bernard was famously doing all the, all the time. Bernard, I eh, quit venisti, You know, he's saying to himself, talking to himself, Bernard, what are you doing? What are you doing? We must do this for God. We must do whatever we're doing for our Lord. How do we accomplish this? It's a big goal. It's a difficult goal to foster this interior life, to live this interior life. It's a work of, of many years to do it. And, and hopefully, as I say, it's it's growing in us over time. How do we achieve this state of recollection, habitual state of recollection, where we're able to keep track of where our heart is at a given moment? Dom Tardi says that we can increase the active presence Of our Lord in our souls by the reception of the sacraments, especially Holy Communion, and by meritorious acts. These are, these are acts where we perform in the state of grace for the love of God, um, an act, act of charity, uh, and denying ourselves in some way, doing something unselfish, doing some spiritual work. If we consistently, habitually perform these acts, then over time, the influence of our Lord dwelling within us becomes more powerful. He is more able, as it were, to direct us in our life because we ourselves are putting ourselves under his power. We have the grace there. It's, it's ready to work, but we have to do our part. We have to dispose ourselves for that grace to act. Here is what Dom Schutard says with regards to to the fact that we can do the opposite as well. We we can turn off grace. We can prevent grace from acting in us. We can be in a state where we, we do not feel the influence of grace upon our soul. Our Lord is trying to influence us, but we're like a rock. We're insensible to his movements. And this happens when we are in the state of habitual venial sin. If we're in the state of mortal sin, our Lord's not even there. But if we're in the state of habitual venial sin, where we're very complacent about venial sins, we're constantly falling into these venial, deliberate venial sins, then we are hardening our heart to the working of grace. and We're we'll not be able to, to follow the influence of our Lord. Don Chotard says, I must seriously fear that I have not the degree of interior life that our Lord requires of me. If, if, If I cease to increase my thirst to live in Jesus, that thirst which gives me both the desire to please God in everything and the fear to displease him in any way whatever, if I do not have the minimum of recollection which will allow me during my work to watch over my heart so that it may be pure and generous enough not to stifle the voice of our Lord. So dear men, especially you men of the Holy Name Society, we find ourselves today at the beginning of a new year, 2023. What more important thing could happen for us during this year than that we draw closer to our Lord, than that this interior life grows in us, so that at the end of 2023 we find ourselves more under the influence of grace in our daily life. What is it that we can do? These these two things of, of keeping the custody of, of the heart. What can we do to, to, to gain that custody of the heart? Um, what can we do to gain that greater ability to judge uh, according to the, what God wants us to do? Perhaps we can we can make it to even even go so far as, as to attempt daily Mass, or at least one Mass in the week. Um, if, God willing, we're already praying our daily rosary, maybe we can pray a second rosary each day, or even the 15 decades of the rosary in the day. Perhaps we can throw in a a short meditation, a daily meditation in our lives, we must be convinced that there's nothing greater that that we can do for our family, for our parish, for ourselves, than to pursue this holiness, to seek to grow in 2023 our interior life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.